When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Uh, slash COVID-19. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Happy National Cheese Curd Day, and I'll tell you what, in Wisconsin, we're ready to celebrate. Fabulous farm baby Pam Youngke with a smile on my face as we look forward to sharing this story with you about cheese curds. Now, one of the basic beginners of the National Cheese Curd Celebration is Culver's. Now, we love them in Wisconsin, but they love them across the countryside now. Talking with Quinn Atkins, he is the developer of the menu for Culver's, and he's going to take us back to how they started National Cheese Curd Day back in 2015 and how much we've seen people love these little bits of deep-fried cheese since then. Josh is also visiting with Wisconsin's very first and only master cheesemaker in curd, Steve Stetler. What's the difference between a good curd and a bad curd? Is there a difference We've got all that coming your way. So glad you're with us. I'll tell you what, when I got into the building this morning, the weather's not bad outside. It's a little windy, but it's going to be cool by the time that you head out this morning. I still say this is a good time to take a look around. Where's the ice scraper? Where are the things you're going to need for the first day that we actually see snow or ice on that windshield? It's not going to happen today, but it could happen in the very near future. Today, we'll look for a daytime high right around 49 degrees, partly sunny skies. Tonight, down to 34. Friday, partly cloudy, 51. Friday night, down to 33. Saturday, will bounce up to 60 degrees, but Sunday, no better than 43. So you get my drift about why I would suggest you start looking for the ice scraper and some of the winter-type tools we may be needing not too far down the line. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck coming up. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Sign up for the Dairy Margin Protection Program is underway. Started the other day. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. That's just one management tool that dairy farmers have to consider as they maneuver through this environment of COVID international trade. And uh, Josh, as you found out, uh, dairy farmers got a lot on their plate besides just milk and cows to be successful. (laughs) <laughs> Who would have thought, Bob, right? Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And yes, it, it, we, we've heard of the market disruptions, as you said, and international trade every single day. You follow the headlines. But one of my favorite quotes that I've pulled out of coronavirus was a gentleman that I spoke to back in March. The cows don't follow the headlines. They keep on milking. And uh, a lot of times it seems some of those dairy farmers really have to put their heads down and just keep on plugging along, regardless of what's happening uh, in the environment around them. So uh, one of the dairies that I caught up with, Uh, One of the dairymen, Jim Wynn, he is one of three owners in a partnership of Cottonwood Dairy in South Wayne, that's in Lafayette County. And they had this very innovative mindset even before 
coronavirus. And they have owned this dairy for 22 years. And then when coronavirus hit, obviously there were disruptions. But because of that mindset that they had in place prior to the pandemic, they were able to keep on chugging along. We started, uh, you say 22 years, but I've farmed all my life. So, I mean, we've been doing it a lot longer than 22 years, but 22 years with with Cottonwood Dairy. Um, We were three independent farmers that lived all within a mile, mile and a half of each other. All had the aging dairy facilities. And all had in the mind if we're going to stay in this business in the next in the near future that we're going to have to do something different. I had aging dairy facilities. My two partners, Brian and Randy, both had aging dairy facilities, and thought if we're going to farm into the next century, we need to uh, be doing some things different. So this is what we came up with when we uh, we started in 1998. We started with 600 cows, went to 900. 1,200, 1,500, and now actually there's 1,900 some cows here all together. But, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we're all three local dairy farmers that uh, my dad and grandpa built a milking parlor in 1949, so I had never milked in a stanchion barn herd uh, or barn, so uh, it, it, I, a parlor is the only thing I ever knew. Uh, Randy's parlor, he had a milking parlor. Brian had a stanchion barn, so, you know, building something like this, going, you know, I milked 100 cows, and each of us milked 80 to 100 cows, so going into 600 overnight was was quite a step, but um, that's, I think, that's why we grew in stages like we did. Uh, of course, now with with our talents have gotten better over the years, you know, if I was building a new dairy, I'd probably start big, you know, and and uh, mm-hmm. not grow in the stages like it did, but growing the stages like we did, I think, was very essential to how we got to where we are today. Now, something I'm curious about is you have three three middle-aged guys that all get together. 22 years ago, I'm sure there were disagreements, and I'm, I'm sure there's still days today where you're like, you know? What, what is it like for you three guys to operate this dairy together? Uh, I will admit, like the first first year or two, it was, there were some touch-and-go moments. Like, oh, yeah, I used to do it that way, and you used to do it that way. No, we do it this way. That's the way I always did it. But to be real, real honest with you, Josh, I mean, them days are gone. We, we don't have a... We don't have a minute's worth of problems anymore. We each have our niche that we take care of on the dairy. Um, I kind of take care of the dairy end of it. Brian takes care of the cropping end of things. And uh, Randy kind of takes care of all the financials. We we just, we all thrive off of each other and we all trust each other that we're everything we're doing is doing in the best interest of Cottonwood Dairy. Mm-hmm. Now, I love getting out on the farm because it's one thing to, to read what's happening online, but to talk to the farmer themselves. I'm just curious... Through COVID, what's working for you? What's not working for you guys in 2020? What What are some of the things that have really been working for you this year? Well, I mean, it was it, with this COVID deal. I mean, it got to be really, really tough financially wise because you know prices were in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping our we, we have 35 employees all together here, and keeping all them healthy was one of our biggest concerns, plus ourselves. So we took some steps here at the dairy to uh, hopefully eliminate any problems. You know, we, we shut our doors. We didn't let nobody come in. Nobody, you know, they, they, the employees would go to and from work, but that was it. You know, everybody stayed close to their roots here, and uh, we never did. We never have, we haven't had a case of the COVID here at the dairy yet. So, uh, but, um, you know, things have turned around a little bit. Uh, we, we got some, we had, a, we had to dump some milk this summer, or this spring, I should say. 
we uh, we, we had some challenging times. Our um, milk processor has really stood behind us, and uh, we're back to 100% again now. Um, we're looking for some great things here in the future. Prices are better. Uh, the last couple, three months have been really good for us. And uh, Knock on wood, don't jinx it. Knock on wood, I don't want to jinx <laughs> it. But uh, I know there's some, you know, there's going to be some, you know, lower milk here coming down the road but i think it i think for the long haul i think we're in good shape mm-hmm. yeah and like like i said you you guys you seem like such a trial and error person to me especially when it comes to a lot of these environmental things so earlier you were talking about uh hauling manure and talking with your neighbors about that uh, what are those discussions like with your neighbors well we got we, we're in a great community um we like i said we've expanded in different stages here so every time we expanded we had to go through uh county hearings and our first county when we first built our dairy we we had some issues that there some of the neighbors were kind of wondering about what we were all about but once we got operating um like i said we went through four or five different county board hearings and i was the only one that attended the county board hearings there wasn't a neighbor showed up so I think that was proof in the pudding that we were doing our job and everybody was happy with us. And uh, we, we got, we, our communities have got our back. Mm-hmm. And something interesting you said earlier, what, and, and I completely agree with this, when people see the manure truck coming down the road, they think skull and bones, it smells bad, I don't want anything to do with it, but it, that's just a, a misperception that people have. It is a misperception. Uh, I mean, basically, it's water and, and the feed we're feeding is what it is. Um, it's nutrient-rich fertilizer for our ground. It's it's it saves us hundreds and thousands of dollars in a year's time if we didn't have the product. So it's it's a great product for us. It gets to be challenging, you know, with uh, manure trucks going up and down the road. But we probably 95% of our manure gets applied with a with a drag line so you, you never see trucks down the road so it's just the last spring got to be a little busy for us and our we have our manure custom applied so you know we got to kind of go by what our custom haulers got going on he was busy and he wanted to know if we could just you know haul with some trucks for a day or two and I said yeah let's get it done we did but other than that we we usually drag line everything we have yeah, Cottonwood Dairy really seems to be one of the dairies that has benefited from quality manure management. I mean, what, what, what do you know now that you didn't know 15 years ago as far as that goes? Oh, uh, do we have enough time? I don't think we have enough time. There's not <laughs> enough time. Um, you know, we're always trying to clean our water. We reclaim our sand here, so clean water is a really essential deal for us. The cleaner our water is, the cleaner the sand we're going to get. So we're experimenting all the time. That was one of the... One of the demonstrations here today with the gentlemen that we work with on manure, cleaning our water up, and how we we went from having three or four percent solid water down to one one and a half percent, and that's taken us to a new ball game. Maybe your answer pertains to manure management, but as we get further into 2020, and you know, you look out and you got you know almost 2,000 cows here, you got 35 employees, you got three families that are depending on you. What, what's running through your mind? What's what's at the top of the uh, whiteboard every single day? <laughs> well, that's a good point. I mean, uh, you, you 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 sit back and you think that there is a lot of families and people and children and kids that depend on the three of us guys that own this dairy. Uh, that we got a huge responsibility to keep their families fed. So, I mean, that that's one of the things that drives us. Uh, we have got a tremendous. Workload or workforce here at our dairy, they're second to none. I, I love every one of them. There, we treat them like family. I treat them like I want to be treated, and uh, we have very, very, very little turnover. We've had people here with us. Well, my herdsman's been with me for, um, for I got to stop and think, thirty-seven or thirty-eight years. Okay. So he's, uh, 
He's he is he is family to me. So we we treat our people like like they are family, and I think that's one of the gratis, most gratifying things for us. It's a big family farm. And so many times you hear about uh, the downside of dairy, the bad things that are happening in a dairy. But when I come to farms like yours, I feel I feel energized about dairy. And talking with all these other farmers over here, everybody's excited about it. I mean, you you seem excited about it. Well, we are we are a CAFO unit, and we're so that means zero tolerance as far as and zero discharge. We cannot discharge any water or manure to a navigable stream. Everything is captured here at the dairy, and we take that very very serious. Um, even you know during manure events when you're when you're hauling, you, you you have some accidents once in a while. We're very proactive. We got a emergency plan in effect that if there's a hose break or something, we immediately know what to do. We contact our DNR folks, and uh, just a line of communication is so so important when it comes to that. So we uh, we we're pretty we're pretty happy about that. All right, and then before I let you go, I always like to ask farmers what are things that other fellow farmers should be thinking about. Well, one of the things we're really proud of the three of us are part of the uh, what we call the Lafayette Egg Stewardship Alliance. Uh, we formed it here about four years ago. It's uh, it's a uh, group of farmers that get together to think of like-minded ideas on soil conservation, the environment, um, just to be better stewards of the land. And it's shown some big impacts for us already, and we are really, really excited about the future of what we got going on with that group. That is Jim Wynn. He is one of the owners of Cottonwood Dairy in South Wayne, Wisconsin. That is in the southern part of the state in Lafayette County, and certainly one of the exemplary dairies here in the state of Wisconsin. The farm started 22 years ago in 1998 as a partnership between three friends in the area, and now it has grown to a 2,000-cow operation, and it's certainly one of the farms that is leading the charge when it comes to environmental stewardship. And Anytime I talk to a farmer like Jim, I, I feel re-energized about dairy and I feel good about the future of the industry. And if you'd like to get the full story on Cottonwood Dairy, you can go to MidwestFarmReport.com. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Here's a pop quiz for corn growers. Of the top three seed corn brands in the Central Corn Belt, only one is 100% focused on seed corn. U.S. Farm Family owned and got there without the help of a parent company. Any guesses? That's right. Wiffles Hybrids. Officially making them the grown-up in the field. Wiffles Hybrids. One thing done right. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. 
We've always been in the helping profession. And I really enjoy delivering a product that they never have to worry about ever as long as they live. We're passionate about this because, first of all, we like to work with a variety of homeowners, and we like to work with a variety of homes. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. When you're ready for your new metal roof, we'll be right here for you. S-W-I-T-A, metalroofing.com. Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. I do my best. Five twenty as we get started on a National Cheese Curd Thursday. How about that? I can't think of a better way to start my day. And joining us this morning to start your day with kind of a chilly forecast. Stu Ag meteorologist you checking can. in. Whoops. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I'll I'll be honest with you, dude. This morning I way overdressed. I I for some reason thought this morning was going to be chilly along with tomorrow morning so now i'm kind of sweating buckets because i kind of flipped the switch and went to winter mode as far as clothes it's not that bad out there right now no but tomorrow morning is the cold day you made a good idea chili and cheese curds yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, anyway anyway hold on here uh the freeze what freeze warning excuse me is in effect for Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, and Oshkosh tomorrow morning from 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. And in that time, I wouldn't be surprised at all by upper 20s dropping down. Oh, it's going to be that cold in western Wisconsin, but we've had a freeze there already, so that's nothing new. But there is some colder air building in, a little damp as we head toward early in the weekend, too. I'll check the forecast after this. A history of success means proven performance. But let's call performance what it is profitability and boosting yours no matter what the season brings is the goal of decal brand corn backed by exclusive genetics whole farm solutions and unmatched dealer support let nothing shake your perseverance ask your dealer how decal brand corn can help you realize a future of performance always read and follow ira more applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions Copier Financial is proud to support hardworking farmers and their families during this harvest season. As you work relentlessly to feed, clothe, and fuel the world, we want to wish you a safe and bountiful harvest and say thank you for all you do. Give your local Copier team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Copier.com for lending, crop insurance, appraisal, and other financial needs. Copier Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender. Yeah, you're right. Chili, cheese curds, going to be stew, going to be roast. I like the trend as far as food when it cools down, stew. But, but really, honestly, I mean, I'm not, I'm not quite ready for what we've got coming tomorrow. Oh, I know, but it's getting to be that time, you know, that uh, first killing fall frost of the year normally happens even in southeast Wisconsin between the 4th and 10th of October. So we're beyond. Let's talk today, though. Some morning clouds, sunshine breaks out. A little breezy, not bad. Low 50s, maybe an upper 40 up in the eastern part of the state. The northwest winds 5 to 15. They'll gust up around 30. That freeze warning in effect, 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the east and south. Clear with the frost around toward daybreak. Down toward the low 30s in town, even upper 20s in the country. The west winds 5 to 10 become southwest. After some morning frost, a mostly sunny Friday, 
An isolated shower in the mid part of the day possible. Low 50s. Uh, southwest winds 5 to 15. And then mostly cloudy, breezy Saturday. A few scattered sprinkly showers. Less than a tenth of an inch of rain. Mid and upper 50s though, Pam. A little cooler, more like 50 or upper 40s on Sunday. Still a little damp with a stray shower. You didn't have the four-lettered word in the forecast though. Not here. You got to head further north. Okay. I'll let you off on that. That sounds good. Happy National Cheese Curd Day. Go celebrate. You have my permission. I'm going to have to go looking, but I know where to get fresh ones right now. (laughs) See you later, Stu. See you. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, taking a look at what's happening with our weather this morning. Like I said, probably a different tone of our conversation coming up tomorrow morning. So watch out for all that sensitive vegetation that you may still have outside. And you know what? If you haven't finished up harvesting that garden, maybe today is a good day to try to take a look at that. A little breezy out there, but still, better than tomorrow. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I-39 Supply, affordable trailer rentals on all trailers, enclosed utility car hauler and dump trailers. Plus I-39 Supply's huge indoor showroom service and parts department. I-39 Supply, trailer service and more. I-39Supply.com. This is time that matters. A window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60. Two over 50. One over 40. One more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Tom Spitz. And David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. This year, we've made over $53 million in paycheck protection loans. This kept more than 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses. We're committed to helping business build a better future. To learn more, go to SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. In Windsor. And Madison. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. 
So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Mmm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. There was once a time when Wisconsin uh, became the second school to extend, uh, extend a scholarship to Tyler Hero, uh, an offer back on December 24th of 2015. Creighton offered five months earlier than the Badgers. So it went to Creighton and then Wisconsin for Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero took four unofficial visits to Wisconsin mm-hmm. um, all the way up to 2016. Or I'm sorry, the Badger staff also visiting him on September 9th of 2016. And then just three days later on September 12th, Tyler Hero committed in 2016 to his home state, the Wisconsin Badgers, over the likes of Arizona, Arizona State, Auburn, Creighton, Florida, Indiana, Nebraska, Oregon, and Xavier, and among others. Teen months later, after committing on September 12th of 2016, 13 months later, Tyler Hero announces, now this is like days after that he had pictures of himself wearing you know, the Wisconsin Badgers uniform, standing at, you know, in the Kohl Center with the ball in his hands, taking those pictures. Did you guys see those pictures? Yeah. Nolly, did you see those yep. pictures? I mean, same kid who looked Shaq right in the eyes and said, I'm playing at Wisconsin, and Shaq said, good for you. Yeah. And Shaq commended him for it and said this could change everything for Wisconsin moving forward. So, yes. So, Tyler Hero is committed to Wisconsin. He's there. Pictures. Everything. We're pretty excited, right? Everyone's pretty pretty pumped up for Tyler Hero. Hometown kid. Well, then he says that he is going elsewhere. He is decommitting. So Tyler Hero backed away from his pledge and reopened his recruitment. Uh, that was after receiving a visit and a scholarship offer from John Calipari 
of Kentucky, and we know what happened, right? Then Tyler Hero went to Kentucky. A lot of people were very, very upset. I'm never in the camp of tweeting and yelling at kids, telling them what to do. It's, you know, live your best life, right? Yeah. Rowdy, do you care if kids decommit, commit? I mean, it's a bad look sometimes, especially when you're in the uniform with the ball. But at the end of the day, it's your life to live. Yeah, I mean, you can't really. It's his decision to make. Yeah. Now, we yep. all wanted him to come to Wisconsin. Obviously, would have been awesome. everyone saw the talent, the stars, and the recruiting prowess that the guy had. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out that way. It was. It would have been great to see. Now, I don't know if we would have seen Tyler Hero right away. He would have been having to be playing behind some people, I would imagine, in Wisconsin fashion. No, he. But if a, his talent, guy who, if his talent was good enough, he would have been out there. Yeah, he would have been. I would yeah. like. I would like to see that happen. I don't know if I necessarily one hundred percent believe that he would be out there starting. Because what do we know about Wisconsin, RJ? They're pretty loyal to their upperclassmen, correct? Correct. I, I I would like to believe that talent would get Tyler Hero out on the floor as a freshman, but a part of me thinks that he would be having very limited minutes. Well, there's this. How about this? So there was a guy on the Wisconsin program named Nigel Hayes. Nigel Hayes, who was a sophomore on the Wisconsin team that beat the undefeated Kentucky in the Final Four in 2015, said he saw Tyler Hero play at a camp in Madison, Wisconsin, and he knew he was a star in the making. Hayes said, quote, to Brian Windhorse of ESPN, quote, that was my introduction to the legend of Tyler Hero. Everyone was talking about this other kid, and I'm watching the kids and I see Tyler, and I start telling people, quote, I don't know who this white boy is, but he's something special. You might want to keep an eye on him. That's what he told Brian Windhorse, Windhorse on ESPN. So Nigel Hayes is making it seem like he's the first guy in on Tyler Hero? Nigel Hayes was saying that what other people were the watching other people, the state. that Hayes was like, you got to keep an eye on this guy. Okay, sure, Nigel. So then here's what else happened. Hayes started to get to know Tyler Hero to see how good he could be. And then Hayes, Nigel Hayes, ultimately talked Tyler Hero out of going to Wisconsin and told him to maximize his talent elsewhere at a bigger school such as Kentucky. Here's the quote from Nigel Hayes. Quote, this is going to make some people mad. I was one of the ones who advised him not to go to Wisconsin with the talent he has. I told him the only people who are upset with him are the ones who are selfish. The only way he can thrive is not walking around thinking he's less than that. He's a growing seed. Go elsewhere. Nigel Hayes, while on the Wisconsin Badgers, actively went against his own team, his own coaching staff, to tell Tyler Hero to decommit and go elsewhere. What the hell is this growing seed BS? Yeah. Aren't, aren't every single college kid that's 17, 18 years old that walks on a college campus to play a sport technically a growing seed? That is correct. And that's why you talk about Bo Ryan and Greg Gard getting the most out of the players that they recruit? Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. They all do. Uh, speaking of money, Ryan Youngman, Vice President of Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago, is joining us in just a couple minutes here. Yesterday we saw cheese prices continue to climb. Butter was up. Fluid milk contracts, not so much, though. Let's remember the federal government is still buying an awful lot of dairy for the farm-to-families food boxes, but that's going to end, or at least we think it is, talking about that with Ryan Yonkman from Rice Dairy just as we roll toward the end of the show. 
Happy National Cheese Curd Day. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. And I'll be honest with you, there are some days when I have to bring you not-so-good news as far as agriculture and food production. And then there's days like this where it's a little bit of fun. National Cheese Curd Day. It was something that was started back in 2015 to a large extent by Culver's, our Wisconsin-based restaurants. Well, Quinn Atkins was just coming into his job as menu developer for Culver's when they launched National Cheese Curd Day, but he can tell you all about the volume of cheese curds that they're selling today because of everybody's love of that deep-fried cheese. And it's not just in Wisconsin. Remember, Culver's now across the United States. I talked with Quinn yesterday and asked him to give me a few of the numbers to wow you on National Cheese Curd Day. It's an incredibly important menu item for us. We consider cheese curds as one of our signature offerings, and they've been on the menu full-time since 1997, and we're pretty proud of the fact that we've helped put cheese curds on the national map. And, you know, we, we believe that uh, cheese curd day is completely logical and makes sense, and everybody feels better when they can celebrate cheese curds. And who doesn't love, you know, small bites of hot, piping Wisconsin cheese wrapped in a crunchy, delicious, savory breading? I'm with you there. You got me, Quinn. So talk to me a little bit about those uh, tasty bites of crunchy cheese. Where do they come from? How'd you guys come up with the, I guess we'd have to say, recipe? So, as I said, they've been they've been around since 1997, and you know back then Craig and his family realized that it made perfect sense from a a brand that originated in the dairy state, and we love showcasing the things that make Wisconsin amazing, and cheese curds were a natural fit, and as as you and your um, your listeners know there are multiple types of cheese curds. We use and serve a breaded curd. And a lot of people sometimes ask, well, you know, why don't you do the battered curd? And, and there, there actually is some logic behind choosing to go with a breaded style. And one of the most important is that the breaded curds have a little bit more structure to them. And so they're easier to eat on the go through the drive-through they they have a little bit better crunch they're not quite as greasy as the battered curds and they're also easier for our our restaurants to handle so um you know back in 1997 we worked carefully with the our suppliers and came up with you know just the the perfect blend of seasonings and spices that we think really set ours apart. You know, you you guys are always so careful about uh, making sure it's right before it gets on the menu. Where do you get, uh, how, how do you control the quality? Is it all coming from one place? Uh, what's the story there? Yep. So since day one, so since back in 97, 97 all of our cheese curds are sourced from the same Wisconsin dairy. So it is a single source supplier. And we are extraordinarily proud of that relationship with Legrander's Dairy. Um, 
And that having that relationship and having that single source makes it very easy to maintain the quality and ensure that every guest in every order is getting the same fantastic flavor profile and the, the same incredible Wisconsin dairy quality. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about, like I said, we're, we're so entrenched up here. Do people get it? Do people get cheese curds in Arizona and all those other regions uh, that maybe don't have it as uh, much of a staple? Or how do they react? Or do they want something different, Quinn? No, so um, I think it's, it's important to understand that, you know, no matter where you, you, you talk about in, in the United States, every geographic area has some form of, you know, fried, fried cheese. And, and so even when we move into a new area or in an area where we don't have very many restaurants, people can pretty easily and quickly grasp the concept. And, you know, whether they think that it's, you know, uh, a fried mozzarella or, or something like that, but as soon as they taste them and understand that you have that really great sharp cheddar flavor in there um, and that they have a really nice crunch to them, they immediately understand that this is something special. And, boy, once they try them, they're going to come back for more. <laughs> we like to hear that. Okay, so do we, do we have a sense of volume uh, as far as the curds are concerned, be it just Wisconsin Quinn or, you know, wow me with how much people love our cheese curds? So I, I, do, have, I do have some numbers for you, and they're, they're pretty impressive. So in 2019, we purchased over 450,000 cases of cheese curds. And when you talk about the number of servings, that's over 36 million servings of curds and when you talk about the individual curds, the pieces in each order, you're talking about over 800 million cheese curds that we served from our restaurants in 2019. And what's even more impressive is over the past five years, we have seen an average of 15% annual growth in this one menu item. So people love their curds. As we continue to open more restaurants and, and move into new areas, we're bringing the curds to the people of the United States, and we just couldn't be happier to do so. Yowza. What a way to celebrate. Quinn Atkins is the menu developer for Culver's, sharing some of the big numbers about National Cheese Curd Day and curds as a whole. Now, it doesn't stop there. Remember, in Wisconsin, we have our very first master cheesemaker, in curds. And Josh Scrambling got a chance to visit with him. Josh, what do you have to add to this story? Yeah, Pam, good morning to you and happy cheese curd day. This is certainly one of my favorite days of the entire year. And I thought it'd be a good idea to talk to a man that knows more about cheese curds than maybe anybody in the entire state of Wisconsin. I recently caught up with Steve Stetler of Decatur Dairy in Broadhead. Now, he's a master cheesemaker. He holds a good number of master cheesemaker certifications. But this past spring, he made history when he became the first and only master cheesemaker to be certified in cheese curds. So I asked the master himself, what makes a good cheese curd and a bad cheese curd? Uh, if, if a curd is a little mealy and it's, it 
doesn't really uh, have the mouth of feel, that that's not really the best curd. And then some curd is uh, it gets too old. Okay. So some people put a six-month shelf life on cheese curds. It's kind of hard to get a cheese curd to taste fresh after six months. Yeah. So it, it depends on how you market your curds and, and what you do with them. But it still comes down to the squeakiness. When people put a curd in their mouth, they want that curd to squeak. So that's, that's what it all comes down to. And if you can keep that squeakiness over a two- or three-week period... You know, hopefully you can move the curds through the system and and get them, you know, get them in a refrigerator at home. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, uh, through your eyes in your lifetime, what have you seen the consumer preferences on cheese curds shift from? Because now there's all sorts of different flavors, and what have you seen? Well, we do a lot of different flavors. That's kind of our forte. Mm-hmm. And then fried cheese curds, flavored fried cheese curds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the bomb right now is fried cheese curds. Oh, yes. And, and we've noticed there's a lot of little restaurants that are buying curds from us that are frying them. A lot of local, local places are doing it. So, and, and then just a fresh curd. People sometimes don't even want a lot of flavoring. They just want fresh, squeaky cheese curds. And that's our biggest seller, the plain white cheese curds. Hmm. And, and cheddar is is a, a good seller but white curds and that's kind of what we're known for that's how we started mm-hmm. and and i think that's why people just keep coming back for our white fresh cheese curds and then you mentioned the flavors which ones have you kind of introduced in recent years that have caught fire so we do a tomato basil bacon curd which is really popular mm-hmm. uh buffalo so buffalo wing that's a really popular one uh ranch is another one that's really good and and just basic urban garlic, you know, people like that. That that is a crowd favorite. But our tomato bacon basil is is a really good one. People seem to gravitate to, and we do different ones: horseradish, and and we do a cayenne, we do a jalapeno pepper, just things. People like the pepper ones too, because some people like peppers, and then you got the squeaky curds with a little pepper. You know, it's a personal preference, basically. Only master cheesemaker to be certified in cheese curds, Steve Stetler of Decatur Dairy in Broadhead, Wisconsin. Happy Cheese Curd Day to you, and I'm Josh Scramlin. Ah, National Cheese Curd Day. We do love it, don't we, Josh? Thanks, buddy, for that. All right, we got to take a look at the business side of things this morning. Right now, December corn's up a penny at three ninety-seven, but November beans are down to at ten fifty-four, and the July wheat that's up to at five ninety-seven. Barrel cheese gained six and a half cents yesterday. Forty-pound black cheese was up a quarter at two seventy-two. Double A butter up two and a half again yesterday at a buck fifty a pound. Fluid milk for November's up a dime, currently at ten fifty-five a hundredweight. But the federal government is just about done with that farm to families food box program. That's not good news for dairy. Talking about it next with Ryan Yonkman from Rice Dairy in Chicago. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being up front with our auto repairs. And name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We carry and install them all. When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter fixed, get done to get you going, guys. Off 
Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Packers, Badgers, Brewers, but we've got Wisconsin sports covered. The Zone. In Disney's The Lion King and in our world, fatherhood plays an important role. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov to learn more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All right, let's get to it. What's going on with our markets? A little short this morning to get all the conversation in with Ryan Yonkman from Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago. Thanks for uh, letting us celebrate Cheese Curd Day a little bit uh, longer than we should have, Ryan. Let's get right to the dairy market. So, again, it never ceases to amaze me. Barrel and block keep clicking along, but that window with the federal government might quickly be closing. Is that right? Yeah, so we've got a food box order uh, that is set to end October 31st. Uh, And at this point in time, there is no strong intuition there'll be a fourth round. Uh, So the market really appears to be pricing uh, that in with the discount futures we've got going out past October. That means that we probably better, are we supposed to get ready for a big adjustment then? Uh, that's the signal the market is sending us right now. And, and frankly, with the research we've done, as of now, um, it appears the USDA food box program has absorbed about 4% of U.S. milk or about 10% of U.S. cheese. That's a lot. Um, and so when you consider that program coming to an end here uh, pre-election, uh, that's a lot of milk all of a sudden expected to hit the market uh, without a home, especially as you think about we're getting through our busy season when it comes to holiday orders. Uh, so, yeah, at this point in time, we we are certainly uh, planning for a major correction back to the downside. Um, when you consider global markets still trading 160 to 170 cheese, uh, we've got a long ways to go to get back competitive in the global space. What else are do we need to keep an eye on, uh, Ryan? Obviously, that's that's a big one. That is the elephant in the room. Is there anything else developing as far as dairy that we also need to factor in here? Well, I think there's some manufacturing plants uh, that have gone up this year that are kind of important to, to know, especially for some regional areas. There's a new cheese plant uh, in Michigan firing up here also in a couple weeks. Uh, that'll have potential to take about 8 million pounds a day, and it'll take a while to get to that. Um, But that's some of the first new major cheese production we've seen in this country in a while. 
Um, and so at a time where, again, you've got the government having bought quite a bit of our product, uh, as soon as that stops, we're also kind of introducing a brand new cheese plant. Uh, something uh, a little more nerving again for that part of the market. Uh, I'd say on the flip side, you get to our class four market. I know not as important uh, on National Cheese Career Day, but uh, our our power markets continue to be very competitive in the global space. Exports continue to run very strong, and uh, if you're looking for anything that looks uh, supportive with upside uh, in a very fundamental way, our powder markets continue um, to look look pretty decent in the global space. Well, that's. I, I also noticed this morning that I didn't realize that the heat, extreme heat in the European Union really knocked back their milk production. Uh, is that going to help us at all as far as that global market? Uh, it doesn't hurt, right? Anytime somebody else is off, is off on milk production, it uh, does not hurt, especially going into the busy time of year here uh, with holidays. Um, so in, in a short-term period of time, it, it's certainly a, a supportive metric. So how do I protect myself then, Ryan? I mean, now I've got a nervous stomach thinking about what's going to happen beginning in November. Yeah, so I think uh, in a short amount of time here, our our simple advice would be set floors uh, underneath your milk about as far as you can see um, on the class three side of the equation, Uh, especially with the DRP program, uh, you know, subsidized insurance. We've got a way to, in a very cash-friendly way, uh, an ability to get out three, four, five quarters, set floors, keep your upside. Um, focus on floors right now is we're still living in a pandemic. We've seen what government intervention can do. Uh, within 90 days, we saw cheese go to a dollar and then up to an all-time high of three. Right now, we're on the higher end of that again, experiencing cheese up over you know 270 with blocks. Uh, so I think it's a little difficult to be very aggressive. Uh, even if you see margins out there, uh, we're still in a, a very goofy time frame. Uh, so I would I would suggest trying to be as conservative as you can uh, by setting floors underneath yourself, um, and then uh, be a little more picky and choosy when you uh, come to market aggressively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait this one through for just a little bit. Appreciate it, Ryan. Sorry again that we got a little carried away on our National Cheese Gird celebration, but I'm glad you're on page with us. Ryan Yonkman, along with us, he is one of the folks that you can lean on when it comes to a little advice on how to weather these dairy markets as we get ready for a transition from the federal government being our biggest customer to not knowing who our next customer is going to be. Ryan Yonkman, he is with Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago, joining us live this morning. You know, I always want to remind you that uh, we've got all of this information again for you if you'd like to listen to our podcast that is uh, up on our website just as quick as I can get out of the studio and get that posted. Tomorrow, we are going to focus in on the giant pumpkin. Believe it or not, there's a club for that.